0: Welcome back to another episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. I'm your host, Jason Powers. Down here in Tampa, we are on the eve of the National Football League beginning as well as kind of the opening weekend of the college football season. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss all football all the time. We are going to talk college and not a great slate of games this week, but we'll, we'll talk a few themes, and we'll talk about a couple of games, and then we will spend a, a majority of our time on the National Football League. Week one, Thursday night is in the books. Kansas City beats Houston 34-20 last night in Arrowhead, and we'll talk about the, that game just a little bit, and then as well as some themes and some narratives as we head into week one of the NFL season, so... It's been a um, interesting off season, to say the least, at both the college and the pro level. Uh, from a, from a college perspective, you should know by now, but no no football will be played in the Big Ten in the in the Pac twelve as of yet. Uh, there is talk that the Big Ten is trying to orchestrate a plan to potentially come back and play late October, early November. There's still some uh, chatter that there's a possibility of that happening. Nothing has been finalized as of yet, but uh, the college presidents in that in the Big Ten conference are discussing some p- options to potentially try to restart the football season. A lot of backlash from the coaches and athletic directors and the and the fans in that conference when. Kevin Warren, the commissioner, decided, with along with the presidents, to eliminate football in the fall due to the coronavirus uh, concerns and the testing concerns and such, but there has been lots and lots of chatter here in the last couple of weeks that they are reconsidering that and trying to get some of these college presidents to flip on their original uh, thought process concerning playing football in the fall. So... Uh, not heard much chatter out of the Pac-12. It sounds like they're not going to play uh, potentially in the fall. Uh, potentially, maybe trying to do something in the spring, but um, that will that that in itself has its own challenges from a uh, competitive standpoint. So we're going to see what's going to happen there with those two conferences: the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve are on schedule to play, as well as Conference USA and the AAC. So most of those conferences, other than the SEC, get started this weekend. The SEC, I believe, is going to start on the 26th of September, so a couple more weeks away. Uh, but you will see ACC, Big 12, uh, Conference USA, AAC-type games, uh going on starting this weekend with a pretty decent slate of number of games not a great slate of matchups but uh there's there's a handful there's probably 20 games on the on the docket uh you had miami and uab play on thursday night down in miami uab uh fell to miami 31 to 14 the debut of D eric king the new transfer quarterback from houston from for the hurricanes it was a. Uh, it wasn't a great performance, but they they played well enough. The defense was was good enough. Um, UAB did not show a ton on offense as far as the ability to move the ball, have a good running game, but the quarterback situation might be an issue as far as long term during the year. But the Hurricanes did play last night. De'Eric King played pretty well, and he will definitely be a key to their team if they are to have any success. So. That was kind of the one marquee college game. A couple college games this weekend, you have Syracuse and North Carolina, an ACC matchup. You have Florida State-Georgia Tech, uh, which will play Saturday afternoon, the debut of Mike Norvell, the new head coach at Florida State. You're going to have Western Kentucky-Louisville, You will have Clemson going to Wake Forest in an ACC matchup. That's the primetime game, uh, ESPN. You got Duke-Notre Dame playing up in South Bend. Uh, You have (laughs) Tulane-South Alabama, which is kind of a uh, Conference USA game. So that's kind of the, those are the kind of the big matchups um, this week. There are a couple of other uh, there are a couple of other blowout type matchups: Texas, UTEP, Iowa State, Louisiana Lafayette, that kind of stuff. So, but not a great again, not a great slate. I think next week you'll see a full slate of everybody trying to get uh, going. There were a couple of games that were moved back a week due to some uh, due to some uh, virus issues in their particular cities or states. So you will see uh, kind of a full slate. And then in two weeks, the uh, SEC joins the party. And you will see a full-blown SEC schedule of only SEC teams playing SEC teams. So you're not going to see any non-conference games. So it's going to be, I think it's 10, uh, 10, 10, 9 or 10 weeks of straight SEC action, which will make it very exciting and very competitive throughout the conference. And you will see, uh, again, you got Alabama, you have LSU, you have Florida, you have uh, Auburn, all the big heavyweights are all going to be playing each other. Georgia, so to me, again, uh, note out of Athens, uh, Jamie Newman, who was projected to be the uh, starting quarterback, the transfer from Wake Forest, he, he's opted out and is not going to be the quarterback at Georgia. So it'll be interesting to see where Georgia goes. I think JT Daniels, the USC transfer, looks to be the uh, leader in the clubhouse as far as being the Georgia quarterback. You have uh, Mac Jones replacing Tua at Alabama. Very excited. Jones played pretty well in the bowl game last year, so I think Mac. they're in good hands there with Mac Jones. Florida, you have a veteran gr- uh, group. Kyle Trask is back for Florida. Um, so they're, they're expected to do good things this year as well. Tennessee is supposed to be improved, so they, they had a strong finish to 2019. You've got uh, Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin joining the SEC in the state of Mississippi at Mississippi State and Ole Miss, respectively. So, uh, and obviously you have LSU, who's been hit pretty good, pretty hard by some opt-outs in Baton Rouge. you got to replace Joe Burrow in Baton Rouge. So it'll be interesting to see who steps in there to, to, to fill that void. And can the defense at LSU continue to be uh, one of the top defenses in America? So, very wide open SEC, the Big 12. You're going to have your usual suspects. Oklahoma, Texas will be the probably the leaders in the clubhouse there. Uh, you got a new regime at Baylor with Matt Rule even for the NFL. You're going to have um, – so I, I would expect, the uh, again, the Big 12 is probably going to be an Oklahoma, Texas battle to see who wins that conference. Uh, but again, no no plans yet have, have been determined as far as a playoff system about how they're going to, uh, you know, who who's eligible for the playoffs, who isn't, um, down the road. So we'll see. Hopefully, we'll we've, we'll make it through uh, the college football season. Minimal minimal uh, issues and delays. You will invariably see somebody have to cancel a game, move a game, something. I'm sure um, due to, due to the uh, the virus situation in the particular part of the country but uh very encouraging that uh, we're going to look like we're going to play some college football there hasn't been any major outbreaks that i've seen as far as mass testing issues at these campuses there was initially but now they seem like they've gotten their, their the testing rhythm in place and, and going at it so uh will be very interesting to see how this weekend plays out we'll see what the quality of football is you saw back on Monday on Labor Day you saw Navy and BYU BYU thumping Navy and in, in the in the in the comments after the game were how how BYU had taken and had, had, had utilized the practice time to hit and did, to kind of do a full full scale training camp whereas Navy it was alleged that they did li- virtually no hitting in practice at all, literally no tackling to the ground because they were trying to stay socially distanced. Um, so it will be very interesting to see what these, the variety of different tactics that these coaches have taken during these training camps, as far as how much contact, how much hitting, how much social distancing they're, they're trying to utilize based on their campus situation and where they are in the part of the country that they're, they're residing in. So, you know, that was the big, uh, again, um, Fans, most places are not going to have many fans at all. I know LSU has been is li- going to be very limited here in the state of Florida. It's going to be very limited. I think at most you're going to have probably 25% capacity at most places, at most. Uh, hopefully that will maybe get to increase at some point during the year. Most places are not going to allow you to tailgate. I know here in the state of Florida you're not going to be able to tailgate at Florida or Florida State. Uh, I know they've already mandated that at LSU. Uh, so you're, the, the 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 game day experience for the fans is going to be vastly different than it, than it's normally been because of the most big time college programs. When you go to a ball game, it's a it's a six seven hour ordeal where you're getting there early, you're you're, you're celebrating, you're having a good time with your friends, you're tailgating. I don't think any of that's going to be allowed at most places. Most everybody's going to have to wear masks when they're in the stadium. So that's going to be another uh, ish, interesting issue to see how that gets enforced and, and mandated and all that good stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But, again, good to have college football back. Again, we'll get in, I think, next week, the ninth, the week of the 19th, is when it will get full-blown. And then the 26th, when the SEC comes aboard, we'll you'll see the your, your, your full it's kind of slate of games of those major conferences that are playing so enjoy the fun hope your team does well and again uh it's just good to have some sporting events to be taking a look at especially now it's football season it's it's nice to have some options on the football front all right so let's transition to the national football league the nfl week one slate of games Again, you had Kansas City and Houston last night in Arrowhead. Uh, Kansas City was convincingly better than Houston. I did not like what I saw out of Houston last night. Um, No DeAndre Hopkins. They did bring on uh, David Johnson as part of that trade, who played pretty well last night and scored, had a nice long run, but I did not like what I saw out of the Houston offense. Just no – no – creativity didn't look like to me offensively the receivers fuller kenny stills randall cobb they no, none of those guys are number one receivers which means very much very mo- much more difficult for those guys to create separation deandre hopkins cr- created so much attention for himself and drew so much coverage which allowed these other guys to flourish a little bit uh, with watson i don't think watson played very good last night um, the offensive line did not play, play great. And the Houston defense, I'll give them credit, they played pretty well for about a quarter and a half, two quarters. And then they just got, you know, Pat Mahomes and company just slow uh, cut them to death. Uh, short passing game, precision, uh, accuracy, so many weapons for the Chiefs. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a great debut last night, over 100 yards rushing terrific uh, game for them and if the Kansas City Chiefs can run the ball with some consistency and with some power that is going to be a doomsday scenario for a lot of people in the NFL cuz we already know what kind of passing game and what kind of player Mahomes is and play caller they they have and Andy Reid and be enemy but if they've got an established running game um that they can lean on that running game. It's going to be lights out for, for most everybody because you just can't, there's just not enough uh, schemes and coverages to cover everybody that they have. And they have so much speed in Kansas City, it's it's scary. Uh, Sammy Watkins caught a bunch of balls last night. Kelsey caught some balls. Tyreek Hill was not a big factor, but he did catch a, a three or four balls, scored a touchdown late. Uh, but, again, Edwards Hilaire was, was very good. The defense for Kansas City was better. Good pass rush last night. Uh, you had Tyron Hill on the back end, Tyron Matthew on the back end, <clears throat> creating some problems blitzing. So again, if Kansas City can be a top fifteen defense, top eighteen defense, I think it's going to be a banner year once again in Kansas City. Uh, so we'll see. And again, I don't like what I saw at Houston. I think I think this has got six and ten written all over it. In Houston, they have a brutal schedule, um, very tough uh, first six seven weeks of the season. That they very easily could be. Two and five or one and six, based on their schedule. So I don't like what I don't like what's going on in Houston. Uh, not enough talent, not enough offensive line play. Let's get to the slate on Sunday. Full slate of games. Everybody's scheduled to play. Again, minimal fans in some locations. I know um, there will be no fans in the Superdome for the New Orleans Bucks game. So I, I think Kansas City and one other place are the only two places in the league. That are permitting fans in week one. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Sunday, early slate. Miami travels to New England. Before we get to the games, I'm going to talk about a couple storylines, just league wide storylines as we enter 2020. Tom Brady obviously moving to Tampa. How will, how will his effect on the Buccaneers go? Uh, you know, 43 years old, new scheme, new offense. Tom came out with some comments yesterday that he's still learning the offense. He doesn't have everything down, but obviously it's time to go play. So there's nothing else to do, but you got to go play. You have Cam replacing Tom in New England. Cam and Big Ben returning from injuries. Two big quarterbacks are coming back from uh, major injuries last year. Roethlisberger with the elbow, Cam with the foot and the shoulder. Um, so, New, new location for Cam, he's getting all kind of love by Belichick and the New England faithful, that he, he's kind of back to where he was. And obviously Big Ben back in Pittsburgh, uh, they struggled mightily with no Big Ben late in the year last year. Um, championship defense, top five defense, and can Ben come back and take the offense over the top? If so, they're going to be a very dangerous team in the AFC. Continuity versus talent. Obviously, with this shortened off season, lack of training camp uh, contact, lack of preseason games, lack of inter squad scrimmages with other teams, the teams that seem to have continuity—one with the offensive, uh, with the coaching staff, and with their schemes—seem that will have a bit of an advantage early on versus the team that might have more talent. A team like Tampa. You know they've been together a little while, but one big piece is having to having to come integrate himself, Brady into the into the offense. How fast can Tom get up to speed and get in rhythm with his guys? You know you got teams with new coaches, Carolina's, the Giants, uh, those kind of teams where you have a brand new coach and you're trying to instill a new culture. Those teams might struggle coming out of the gate with no. Uh, no training camp, no OTAs, and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be something to look out for. The teams that have been together for a couple of years will probably be ahead of those teams that might have more talent. Um, loaded AF, loaded NFC versus kind of a weaker AFC. The AFC this year seems to have a couple of clear-cut favorites. Baltimore and the Chiefs are, seem to be the clear-cut favorites, if you ask most people. Uh, you have some other good teams, but as far as clear-cut, most people are going to pick Baltimore, or Kansas City, who they think are going to be the the the, the uh, cream of the crop. There, uh, you have Baltimore, obviously, with Lamar Jackson and company, uh, coming off the MVP season. Uh, you know, obviously, have Kansas City coming off the Super Bowl. You have some other contenders. You got Pittsburgh. People like Pittsburgh. Some people like Buffalo. Uh, you have a little bit of love for uh, you know team out west. I'm not, I'm not super high on the Chargers because of the quarterback situation. Denver's kind of an up-and-coming team, but they got, they've got they been decimated by injury in the last week. Vaughn Miller most likely out for the year with an ankle issue. Cortland Sutton just got injured yesterday in practice. I mean, they've been decimated by injury in Denver. You do have Drew Locke coming into year two. A lot of people think Denver could be a kind of a sleeper team. Uh, Buffalo's getting a lot of love in the AFC East with uh, McDermott and Sean uh, – Josh Allen. They acquired Stefan Diggs. Most, lots of people think that they're gonna they're gonna take the AFC away from the New England Patriots. I'm not so sure about that quite yet. You have the Patriots who who are just the mystery team because of the Cam factor. If Cam can stay healthy healthy with McDaniels and Belichick, I think you'll see a very solid New England team. Again, not a 12-4 New England team, I don't think, but a very good ten and six type team in New England I would would again you got to keep cam cam healthy lots of defections on defense for the patriots due to the due to the opt outs so that that will be an issue I think for New England a little bit but again two horse race in the AFC East in the AFC South again the, probably one of the hardest divisions to call you have ja- you have uh, Jacksonville who's obviously tanking for Trevor Lawrence um but other than Jacksonville, I don't like Houston. I think they're they're going to struggle. I think you're going to have a it's going to be a major horse race between the Colts and the Titans. I'm going to give a slight lean to the Colts with Philip Rivers coming aboard. Again, familiarity with Frank Reich is key here. You have Rivers, you have Frank Reich, you have drafting Jonathan Taylor. Very, very good offensive line. The third year the, the third year of that operation. I like what they're doing. Vrabel in Tennessee's done a really good job. They re-signed Tannehill. Hill. They signed Clowney in the last week. They signed Steven Goskowski to be their kicker. Um, can Derrick Henry and Tannehill Hill repeat pretty close to what they did last year? No, they're probably not going to repeat it all the way what they did as far as product productivity, especially late in the year. But if Tannehill can keep keep the uh Keep the boat moving in the right direction, and if and if Henry cannot break down physically, I think that's a really good team, uh, and I think that's a two horse race in the AFC South between the Titans and the Colts. Out west, obviously, in my opinion, Kansas City is the clear cut uh, favorite. The battle is going to be for second place, and all th- in all three teams in, in that division could make a claim for for being a, a a late wild card, a six or seven seed wild card. New Hope in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders. You have last the last stand for Derek Carr in, in Las Vegas. It's, this is a make-or-break year, and no doubt about it, with Derek Carr. They fortified the offensive weaponry with Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. You got Waller at tight end. You got Josh Jacobs, good offensive line, so there should be no offensive excuses. They've tried to overhaul the defense in, in Las Vegas. Lots of free agent acquisitions on defense with in the back seven. Um, linebacker DB core, so it'd be interesting to see how they uh, respond with their f- their first year in, uh, in Las Vegas. Chargers again, very good defense. No Derwin James out for the year, but again, Tyrod Taylor is that can that guy take you to the promised land as far as a playoff berth? I'm not a big Tyrod Taylor fan. They did draft Justin Herbert, so it'd be interesting to see if 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 how how fast does he get in the mix as far as being a viable option to play. I don't think uh, I don't think Tyrod's gonna have the biggest, longest rope in the world as far as productivity. I think if they get to midseason and they're stagnant at three and th- three and four, four and th- you know four and four type situation, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they went to Justin Herbert. Uh, interesting division for me is the NFC NF- North. I think. I think Pittsburgh can win that division. I think uh, Baltimore is getting all the love, but I think if Ben Roethlisberger's healthy, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win that division. Um, It'll be very close. It'll be be a one-game scenario, but I think if if Pittsburgh can keep Roethlisberger healthy, I love that defense. Minka Fitzpatrick and company, they re-signed Cam Hayward. Um, Love the defense there in Pittsburgh, and I think they'll they'll have enough offense With Juju, with James Conner, with with Roethlisberger, that they'll get it done. If and to me, they're going to win that division if he stays healthy. Uh, Wild card team is maybe the Cleveland Browns, the team that's you know they got all the talent and got a ton of talent, but 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 a new coach, Stefanski replaces Freddie Kitchens. Um, Stefanski came over from Minnesota last year as the OC, but again. How will all the how will all the personalities how will all the talent mesh with no off season? Baker under a lot of pressure this year. Critical third year for Baker Mayfield. Great running back situation. Kareem Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb, Hunt just got an extension earlier in the week, so he's going to be around for a couple more years. You got OBJ, you got Landry, you got Austin Hooper, you got Njoku. All those kind of uh, they got plenty of weapons on offense. And you got the defense. That's that's uh, you know Miles Garrett is back on defense. So how to me Cleveland is the wild card in the AFC. They could be they could come out of nowhere and be really good because of the talent level, or that could be or they could be the you know the viable viability for the uh, you know for the seventh seed. But I think Cleveland's kind of a big wild card in the AFC for me. NFC loaded, 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 loaded. NFC you have. I wrote down at least 7 teams that I could viably see winning the NFC this year. New Orleans, Tampa, San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas, Minnesota, Green Bay. That's not to again you still have Philadelphia in the mix as well, but seven of those, those any of those seven teams in my opinion could win the NFC this year potentially, which makes it a wide open race. There's going to be at least one good team, maybe two good teams that don't make the playoffs this year in the NFC. Remember, the playoffs have expanded to seven teams in each conference. But, again, loaded NFC, loaded. And, uh, you know, obviously you have Brady in Tampa. You have uh, the last run of Breeze in New Orleans. You have the hangover. The Super Bowl uh, will be the key, a key uh, element in San Francisco, how they react to the, the hangover. Uh, they've been they've – been Really hurt, hit with injuries on the offensive side at wide receiver. The 49ers have uh, Green Bay, obviously, with with all the uh, speculation about Rodgers' future. Um, how many more years will Aaron be in Green Bay with them drafting Jordan Love? Minnesota you have a new offensive s- scheme with Gary Kubiak, and it's not a new scheme, same scheme, new new offensive coordinator and Gary Kubiak coming off of the uh, quality playoff. Uh, run last year out of kirk cousins no stefan diggs in minnesota he's off to buffalo so you have dalvin cook looking to have a big year and obviously with kirk cousins they drafted justin jefferson out of lsu which will be a nice uh nice piece for them uh you have seattle russell wilson again year two with uh with metcalf I th- again can they find an offensive line combination that can protect Russell Wilson that's always been the the uh, Achilles heel in Seattle has been the offensive line play quality good good scheme good running backs solid receivers and obviously have Russell Wilson who's just a who's just a uh, producer just keeps getting it done they'll be another viable team I don't love their defense um, but they did acquire Jamal Adams from the Jets in the offseason which is a big big score for them who's going to be their kind of the quarterback of their defense in the back end and then you have the Dallas Cowboys. Can the Dallas Cowboys finally put it all together? Again, new coach. So you have some continuity issues with Mike McCarthy. Uh, proven winner, though, in Green Bay. You have McCarthy. You have the contract situation with Dak Prescott. No extension playing on the franchise tag. And now you have the the, the news in the last few days about you know some depression issues. He, he's kind of been suffering through. I think his brother passed away recently uh, from a suicide so again there's there's some always speculation and chatter coming out of Dallas is this finally the year that the Cowboys can get it done with with Elliott that offensive line you got plenty of offensive weapons you got Amari Cooper Gallup C.D. Lamb drafted out of Oklahoma so you got all the ingredients in place for a big run in Big D but they always seem to step on their own toes and figure out a way to to screw it up at somehow so That again, loaded NFC. This will be a major coup to get out of the NFC this year. Lots of great teams, lots of great players, and lots of great head coaches. So that's your kind of your your themes. The last thing theme I'll talk about it'd be interesting to see how the fans respond when you do have fans, and how the how the league and the nation in general responds. You have the, yeah, to the social just, justice initiatives that the league is planning on doing. You, you're going to have lots of uh, player uh, uh, platforms that are going to be utilized as far as showing their uh, support of, uh, of, of all the social justice initiatives that are going along in the country here the last two or three months. So it's going to be very interesting how the fans react to that, how the media reacts to that how their own teammates react of all that stuff and how each team decides to celebrate and do uh, project that as a, as a, as a franchise or as organizations. Cause you will definitely have some uh, pushback from some fans. There were some booing last night in Kansas city. So it'd be interesting to see how that, that goes as we, as more and more fans get in the stadiums, as we move throughout the, the season, how all, uh, how that dynamic plays itself out. So, Let's get to week one. Here we go. We're going to pick some games against the number, and let's uh, talk about these games. Game number one, Miami heads back to Foxborough for a rematch of week 17 last year where Fitzpatrick, who's now who's still the starter with Tua on the bench, is going to uh, go back to Foxborough. Remember, they knocked out the Patriots from a, from a bye week last week, last year with Fitzpatrick. Cam, Cam, a lot of people think Miami could be way better than people are giving them credit for, so we'll see. The Patriots coming to this game. Six-and-a-half-point favorites against Miami. I think, in the end, I think the Patriots will find a way to win with Cam. I like, uh, again, this will be a competitive game. Total is 41. I would probably play the over there if I had to do that. But I do like the Patriots to win the game at home. Uh, minus the six and a half. I don't like the, necessarily the six and a half, but I do. I think the Patriots will win the game. I do like the over for 41 and a half in that game. Next game Cleveland heads to Baltimore. For some reason, the Browns have played the Ravens really well the last couple of years with Lamar Jackson in town. The Ravens are laying seven and a half in Baltimore. Week one, you got J.K. Dobbins joining the, the running back room with Mark Ingram. You got Hollywood Brown. You got Andrews. And obviously, we just discussed the Browns, so um, I think Cleveland's going to play this play well. I'm, I would take Cleveland in the seven and a half here. I think Cleveland defensively has got a bead, has played Lamar pretty well. I think uh, Stefanski will help the offense, offensive scheme. So I'll take Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland in the seven and a half points there uh, in Week One here in Baltimore. Jets head to Buffalo. Again, lots of lots of talk about Sam Darnold. Um, can he put it together in year three? So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Buffalo, lots of expectations in western New York with Josh Allen and company. Le'Veon Bell's usage uh, in New York is being talked about significantly. You have Stephon Diggs joining Buffalo. Uh, Tredavious White got his extension as the uh, lockdown quarter in Buffalo. I like Buffalo here to win the game. Uh, minus six and a half. I'd probably tease. I'd probably tease it down. If you're if you're uh, uh, gonna gamble on the game, I would tease Buffalo down to nothing to win the game. Uh, but I, I like Buffalo there in in Western New York. Las Vegas travels cross country to play Matt Rule in the Panthers. Year one of Matt Rule coming from Baylor. Gruden and the Raiders come across country minus three the Raiders are minus three. I like the Raiders here I think the Raiders are just better um, I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not I don't love Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina You got obviously you still have McCaffrey I think the defense is going to be really not is not going to be very good in Carolina And I do like what the Raiders are doing. I'll take the Raiders minus the three in Carolina big matchup in the ATL the Seahawks come to town Seattle is two and a half point favorites. Kind of a big. That's a road. That's a heavy road favorite there. Uh, over the Falcons again. Critical year for Dan Quinn and company. Matt Ryan. Julio. Uh, can the defense step up and, and help the offense a little bit? Uh, this is definitely a make or break year for Dan Quinn. The Falcons are getting two and a half. I would. You know, a lot of people like the Falcons this year. Getting two and a half at home. That would be a team that I would consider teasing up. A plus eight and a half for sure um, in the game. That's a tough game to call. Uh, slight lean to the Falcons here. Um, but I would, if you're going to play the game, definitely tease up Atlanta to plus eight and a half. Washington, all the drama in Washington this offseason with the name change, with the scandal. Um, they host the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are six point favorites. Uh, I think Philly's just better here. Um, again, I like Carson Wentz. Deshaun Jackson back in, back in the mix. Uh, they've had a couple of injury issues, but I like Philadelphia here. I don't I don't love the Redskins. you got Ron Rivera battling his – was diagnosed with cancer, so he's got those uh, challenges as well as a team that's just not a very good football team yet. Great story with Alex Smith coming back from his de- devastating leg injury. He made the football team. Uh, don't be surprised to see him play at some point during the year if Dwayne Haskins falters. But, again, I'll take Philadelphia in dc on sunday chicago goes to detroit again two teams that have a lot of uh pressure on them to win Nagy in chicago patricia in detroit both of those teams have pressure to win this year trubisky won the initial quarterback battle in chicago so he'll start matthew stafford back for detroit this is a toss-up game i don't have an opinion on the game i'll go detroit um Slight lean to Detroit here, minus the two and a half. Uh, The Colts go to Jacksonville. This might be your teaser of the week. You better make the Colts a host teaser. The Colts minus seven and a half going to Jacksonville. I love the Colts here. Um, Again, full meltdown going on in Jacksonville. They are pillaging their team, their roster, everything to be in position to draft Trevor Lawrence next year. Birdie tells me that they're going to make a monster offer to Dabo Sweeney to be the coach after this year. Who knows whether Dabo's interested or not, but I think they're going to try to make a major pitch to Dabo Sweeney to pair him up with Trevor Lawrence. But I like the Colts here to roll the the Jaguars um, on Sunday in Jacksonville. One of the games of the week, Green Bay heads to Minnesota. Minnesota two-and-a-half point favorite. Over Rodgers and company. Minnesota uh, Minnesota dealing with some uh, defensive injuries. Dani, Daniil Hunter out for multiple weeks. But they did just acquire Yannick Ngakwa in, in the fire sale in Jackson, from Jacksonville. Um, so you do have Ngakwa to help there. You have Dalvin Cook. You got the offense. I'm going to take Minnesota in a close game here. Um, I'll take Minnesota minus the two and a half at home over Rodgers and company. Again, Rodgers, uh, the Green Bay uh, deficiencies are still the run defense as well as the second wide receiver. So we'll be interested to see how that goes in Matt LaFleur's year two. Late games, the Chargers go to Cincinnati. Tyrod Taylor, the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, A.J. Green back for the Bengals, Joe Mixon with a big extension for Cincinnati. How will Joe Burrow handle Year one in the NFL. Heisman Trophy winner. Unbelievable year at LSU. I got a feeling this could be an upset special here. The Bengals could get it done against the Chargers. Again, I don't love Tyrod Taylor at the helm. Eckler's kind of the number one back now. You have Mike Williams is iffy. You got Keenan Allen. You got uh, Milf Hunter Henry uh, at tight end for the Chargers. I'm going to go upset special here. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. To upset the Chargers in Week One, Arizona goes to San Francisco. Arizona is getting six and a half points. Uh, a lot of people are ta- are hyping up uh, Kyler Murray and company, Kingsbury, the acquisition of De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. My my issue with the Cardinals is how are they gonna how are they gonna be on defense? Do they have enough defense in that division to be competitive? I think the offense will be good. I think uh, Kyler Murray will be good in, in year two. Can you protect Kyler Murray? Again, the offensive line has been an issue the last several years in Arizona. If you can protect Murray, I think they're going to be explosive on offense. Kenyon Drake at tailback. The Niners running back by committee. You'll see three or four guys at running back. My, my question with the Niners is what on the outside. Debo Samuels is coming back from a broken foot. Not sure if he's going to play or not. What are you going to do at number the number two receiver, the number three receiver? We know Kittle's great. But, again, teams can take Kittle out of the game if need be. So, uh, I'll take the Cardinals in the points, but I think the Niners will win the game in a close game. I'll take the Cardinals in the six-and-a-half, Niners to win the game. My bucks go to New Orleans, getting three-and-a-half in New Orleans. Uh, obviously, the the matchup between Breeze and Brady. Um Mike Evans is, is iffy, is a game-time decision with a hamstring issue. That, that could play a factor here. Um, plenty of weapons for the Buccaneers. Godwin, OJ, Gronk. They just acquired Leonard Fournette, so we'll see what, how much impact he has in the game plan. I think you'll see him get 10 or 12 carries. I think he'll be the goal line guy. I think he'll be the short yardage guy. Uh, so I think, But you'll still see Rojo. You'll still see LaShawn McCoy. I think you'll see the Bucks with Evans having an issue. I think you'll see the Buccaneers go to a heavy two-tight end set uh, with any combination of the three tight ends that they have. Uh, you'll see Godwin. You'll see a name to be remembered, Scotty Miller, the slot receiver for the Buccaneers. He's kind of the, the Buccaneers version of Edelman. Brady has has really gotten to a liking for him. He's a very good route runner, quick, fast. So, Scotty Miller, be on the lookout for Scotty Miller Sunday in New Orleans. Sunday night in Los Angeles, unveiling of the new stadium for the Rams and the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. The Dallas Cowboys come to town Sunday night. Al and Chris, NBC. The Cowboys minus two and a half over the Rams. The Rams have been uh, have retooled that defense. Many of the older players on that defense are gone. You've uh, they've re- they did resign a big huge extension to Jalen Ramsey at corner. Uh, the Cowboys come to town, obviously with Dak Ezekiel Mari To me, the question for Dallas is their defense. Can their defense be productive at all? Uh, McCoy's been lost for the year already for Dallas on the defensive line. They did sign Everson Griffin. They have uh, Alden Smith back in the mix. We'll see if he he hadn't played in about four years. We'll see if he can recapture any of his glory back in his uh, 49er and Raider days. He's been suspended for multiple years. Very good game here on Sunday night. Uh, Jared Goff and company. New running back situation. Very much of a committee. No more Brandon Cooks. It's can the Dallas who 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 can control the game the Dallas offense or can the Ram offense control the tempo of the game I like the Cowboys here to win the game close game but I think the Cowboys are are just very very talented I like McCarthy Uh, give me the Cowboys minus a two and a half on Sunday night Monday night doubleheader in MetLife Stadium the Giants host the Pittsburgh Steelers the Steelers are minus six. You have year two of Daniel Jones, year one of Joe Judge. Garrett is the offensive coordinator now for the Giants. Uh, New offensive scheme. Be interested to see how that goes. I like Roethlisberger and the Steelers here. Minus the six, I think. Big Ben healthy. Really, really good defense. I think the Giants are in 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 a rebuilding mode. They're not ready to win yet. Give me the Steelers on Monday night. Minus the six. Even though that's a big number. The second game of the doubleheader, unveiling of the new ESPN Monday night team Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick in Denver for the late night game. The Titans go to Denver. The Titans are minus two. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was going to tell you Denver was the pick here when you had no injuries to Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton, but with those two injuries. Um, you almost have to lean to the Titans here. The Titans are laying two. I was going to take uh, Drew Locke and company, had those two guys not been injured, but we'll see uh, what the status of Cortland Sutton is. Vaughn Miller's for sure not playing. But but with Tennessee, again, can you maintain what you did last year? Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Clowney's in the mix now. Can the defense get a little bit better in Tennessee? In Denver, can the offense keep coming? And can the defense on the back seven, can they hold up on the back seven there with Denver? So, uh, those are my selections. I'll take Tennessee to win the game Monday night minus the two. But, I again, would not shock me if Denver and, and Drew Locke got it done, even without Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton. So, there you have it. Week one, NFL. What are you going to be doing? Are you going to be watching on TV? Are you going to go out to a sports bar? Who knows? I'm probably going to go to a sports bar for a little bit. I just love to watch football. I just, multiple screens at a time. I just love doing it. So, there you have it. Week one in the books. You will be hearing from me every week. College football preview late in the week. We'll do another podcast on Monday to review the weekend's games. But again, stick with us. The Powers on Sports podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. Tell your friends. Tell them to check us out. I try to give you good information every week, stuff maybe you don't hear somewhere else, give you my opinion, give you some breakdown. Again, it's 9-11 today here in Tampa, so definitely uh, hopefully you've commemorated that. with Terrible tragedy. Can you believe it's been 19 years already since 9-11? Unbelievable to think about that. But, again, a sad day in our, in our country's history. So be thinking about those families, anybody that's been affected by that uh, tr- terrible tragedy. Keep those people in your thoughts. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay socially distanced. High school football starts for me tonight here in, in the state of Florida and Tampa. So I'll be doing a high school football game using a, an electric whistle. So we'll see how that goes. But have a great weekend. Enjoy your football this weekend. Hopefully it continues. Have a great week. See you next time on the Powers on Sports podcast.